We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? Welcome to the Six Man Show Post Game Live, presented by Rockham. It wasn't always pretty. It was a little dicey down the stretch, but your Orlando Magic are 2 0. That's all you could ask for. Two NBA games, two victories. Like I said, it wasn't always pretty. Um, maybe it didn't end the way you wanted, but a win is a win, especially when you start off a West Coast trip 1 0. You'll take that. Every day, welcome, welcome to the Six Man Show Post Game Live presented by Rockham. I'm producer Kevin. Glad you're here with us. Rolling late night here on the East Coast, twelve thirty nine a.m. on Saturday, October twenty eighth. But glad you guys are with us. Chat. What is up tonight, guys? Glad you guys are here. Uh, let's see. First off, Time Mister TV coming in hot right away with a with a super chat. Hit that like button. He says, absolutely. If you're a mad person and you're up with us late. Uh, or I guess early Saturday morning, hit that like button. You know, show us that you're here. Chat, what do we got tonight? Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Kyle Hall says, my new post-game ritual, producer Kevin show. Wow, appreciate that. That's that's a lot of fun, man. This is this is kind of what we hope for, for these post-game shows, that no matter if it's a East Coast game that gets done at 9.30 or a West Coast game that gets done at 12.30, you, got, you have a place to come hang out with fellow maniac Orlando Magic fans. And yes... Play that song. Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Oh. oh, oh. There we go. 2 0, baby. 2 0. Yeah, welcome, guys. Uh, I do have to tell you, though, Six Man Show Post Game Live is presented by Rockham. Rockham is the world's largest sock store, and they are located in Orlando, right down the road from Amway. Uh, they do everything there from designing and uh, manufacturing everything their socks, their underwear, they're great. And they do it all in Central Florida. Obviously, I'm going to keep showing these off all year long. If you haven't grabbed these yet, what are you waiting for? These classics uh, socks. They also have matching classics underwear, boxers. They look so good. Uh, but yes, uh, you can get that those things from Rockham.com. And you should definitely use the code MAGIC20 to get 20% off at Rockham.com all season long. Not just Orlando Magic gear, but also NHL, NFL, and even non-sports stuff like Disney, Marvel, Harry Potter, those kinds of things. Again, use that code MAGIC20 at Rockham.com. All right, guys, let's talk about this game. Uh, because... <sighs> 
oh man, I, th- there's there was a lot of good tonight in different stretches of this game, and there were a lot of things that were maybe not so great. Um, but let's talk about it. Uh, the, the first half, the first quarter, I thought was pretty impressive. You know, one thing we talked about coming into this game was this was Portland's home opener. Um, and so obviously it's a new era in Portland. Obviously Dame time has moved to Mo- to Milwaukee. And so there's a lot of buzz in the building, not just because of it being a new era of him being gone, but a new era of who is there now. Obviously Scoot Henderson making his home debut tonight. So you knew there was going to be some buzz in the building. And I thought the Magic did a good job of weathering that storm early, weathering that intensity of the crowd and of the Blazers early. Obviously got out to a nice lead in the first quarter. Played really, really fast, um, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys in the chat are cracking me up. Man, Tybuster TV says, Shaden, Shaden Sharp shot is pure. That is true, man. He was really, really good tonight. Um, before we, I guess before we talk about this game, I will talk about the Blazers really fast. Shaden Sharp was great. Here's the thing. Scoot Henderson, not the best night tonight, but man, you, you see what they have in him. That dude, I, I was really impressed, even though he was bad, like a lot of turnovers, didn't shoot the ball. Well, he's physical. He's fast. He's quick. I think he's going to be great. I think Charlotte is going to regret not taking him at two, man. Uh, but anyway, back to what's really important is that the Orlando Magic are two and zero. Uh, Tim says you can rely, you can rely on the Germans on and off the court. Six forty. Oh, you're in Germany. Six forty a.m. Hey, that's a nice early morning for you there. Thanks for tuning in from Germany. That's fun. And yes, a win is a win. Hundred percent, Jordan. That's absolutely true. Brandon says top five defense. We're going to talk about that. Defense was really, really good. Offense wasn't great, but defense was really, really good. Okay, back to this game. Played really, really fast in the first quarter. Portland, I mean, just zero rim protection. We got, I think, four dunks in the first quarter. I mean, we were able to get to the rim whenever we wanted, uh, which, you know, you're happy to see. Second quarter, though, that bench unit came in with mixed results, right? And and even the mixed results. And by by what I mean by that is Cole, like, single-handedly kept you in this game in the second quarter. He was phenomenal. He was so good. But the rest of the second unit wasn't that great. I know Moat Wagner scored, and when I say not great, guys, you have to look beyond beyond the score, you know, like beyond scoring, I guess I should say. Like, defensively, that second unit got cooked, you know? Wait a second. Ty, is that another super chat? Oh, my goodness. You're a maniac. A lot of jam hot dunks tonight. That is true. Thank you, Ty, for that super chat. A lot of jam hot dunks tonight. There's a lot of contenders for jam hot chicken jam of the week. So Luke and, uh, Luke and Jonathan have their work cut out for them on Monday's episode between some dunks tonight and also... Uh, the home opener on Wednesday, couple, couple uh, like the Jonathan Isaac put back, especially on Wednesday. That one's got to be a contender. So, um, we got another guy from from overseas checking in from Holland. Here, did you know Matisse Tybel started this game? There we go. Love that. So yeah, Cole really good in that second quarter. Fourteen points, four rebounds in the first half for Cole. Uh, but the Blazers were able to get back in this game, retook retook the lead with like four twenty ish left in the second quarter. Which I what I wrote down there was that was the first real storm of this magic season. I know the Rockets made it a game in the third quarter, obviously cut the lead to one on Wednesday, but I I, I never felt like the Magic didn't have control of that game. You know, um, even when the Rockets made that run, I was I still felt really comfortable. I felt like the Magic were still in control of that game. We're gonna you know assert their dominance essentially, but tonight in the second quarter, I thought was the first real test for the the Magic this season. 
Again, they lose the lead. Um, you know, with about 420 left in that quarter. And how do they respond? What an end to the half. What an end to the half for, for ma- mainly the starters there at the end. A 16-3 to run to push the lead back to 8 um, at the end of the first half. And obviously ended up, ending up with that Wendell 3 in the quarter, man. That was a, a beautiful finish to the half. And all in all, in the first half, it was it was a good half. Obviously, you, you win the half, win by 8. You shoot 53% from the field, 43% from 3. But... Free throws killed the magic, not just in the first half, but in the whole game. 60, excuse me, 64% from the free throw line in the first half. Not good enough. It was uh, Cole missed two. Paolo, I think, missed four. I think Wendell missed one. So the free throws were an issue. And uh, let's see, right on, right on cue, Omar, man, this is a great point. He said missed free throws, missed layups. Randomly losing the ball, but I'm going to give them grace because of the cross-country flight they took yesterday. That is so true, Omar. I mean, what a tough way to start the season. Obviously, you know, you get the home game, you get a favorable opponent in that. But then you got to turn around and do this cross-country trek right off the bat. And so to be able to go out there tonight, a win is a win. To be able to go out there tonight and get that victory, you know, there are some things you should expect in a game like this some sloppiness, some little things like missed free throws. But to take all of that and to put it all together and still find a way to win, man, you got to be happy with that. This is this is the this is the kind of game that bad teams just you can write it up as a loss. As soon as the schedule comes out, you can write it up as a loss. No chance they win this game. But good teams even when they don't play great can find a way to win games like this and the Orlando Magic did that. We got a little reminder here. Some victory pizza available for you tomorrow from uh, our friends at Papa John's. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> my Ty says, my favorite pastime is going on the teams we beat podcast and just listen to them cry. <laughs> it is a fun time. I don't really hate Portland, though, so, I, I you know, but other, other things, uh, other teams, I definitely don't mind listening to them cry. Sam says, 120 people in the chat. Guys, let's go. Magic community is different this year. Sam, that is facts, bro. Absolutely. 120 of you at 1247 a.m. Eastern time. You guys are nuts. Oh, man. What a night. So that was the first half for me. Second half was a little bit interesting. Let's actually, let's go ahead and look at the box score before we talk about the second half. Uh, Where's my box score? There it is. Boom. Okay, let's take a look at this, guys, because it's an interesting one. Because, once again, you're going to see some stats here that you go, that's not great, and yet, a win's a win. A win's a win. First off, let's look at the starters. Franz Wagner, 23 points tonight. By Franz standards, 37.5% from the field, he, he won't love that. Especially in the second half, he took some shots that I thought were a little bit forced. Uh, first half he was he was he was good, but the second half took some shots that were forced. But down the stretch, he came with some big buckets. But here you go, eight of nine from the free throw line. Franz and Paolo both get the free throw line nine times. That's a big time recipe recipe for success. Shout out Savannah. Who do we have here from Savannah? Greedy. Look at you. Shout out Savannah. Let's go. Okay, I see you. I see you, Savannah, representing. Um, okay, so Franz with 23, 
and five as well. Five, uh, five rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, three turnovers. Here's Paolo. Let's talk about Paolo, guys. Hmm. Not great. Not a great night for Paolo offensively. You love that he gets the free throw line nine times, but four of nine from the free throw line. Sheesh. Yeah, you don't need me to tell you that's not good. That's not good. Uh, also, five boards, excuse me, seven boards, four assists, two steals. Um, overall, you know, Paolo, once again, I thought did everything else really well tonight. I thought he had played really strong defense, um, got other guys involved, four assists, rebounded the ball really well. He doesn't always necessarily do that, but tonight, seven boards. But yeah, offensively, his jumper's not looking. I think uh, Jonathan said this in our group chat. It feels like he's lacking confidence right now in his jumper. Um, and so, you know, obviously you'd like to see that better. But all it takes is one game, guys. And I, I expect it to be on this road trip. It's going to take one game where Powell's just going to go off. And he's going to shoot, you know, 10 of 13 from the field, 26 points. And, and he's going to snap out of it. I really believe that. But once again, I talked about this after the game on Wednesday. Wendell with eight points again. He had eight points as well on Wednesday. These two combined for 22 points, and you still win the game. Most nights, especially last season, if you had told me that Paolo and Wendell combined for 22 points, I say, man, we lose by 12. And yet tonight, once again, they had 20 points combined on Wednesday, 22 tonight, we win. It says a lot about the rest of the team. Speaking of the rest of the team, Jalen Suggs, guys, might be the MVP of the game for me. He was fantastic. He was so, so good. 11 points for him, 4 or 5 from the field, hit all three of his free throws, 5 boards, 2 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks from your shooting guard. Six stocks, as we call them. The steals-blocks combination. He was, as David A. says right here, a menace. He was terrific. Obviously, did all the things that we expect Jalen Suggs to do as far as the steals, the blocks, the deflections, the getting the other guys involved. Again, only two assists, but just like I talked about the other night, Jalen, Jalen is responsible for so many more offensive points than the two assists lead lead on. Like Wednesday night, he had zero assists. But the, the, oper- the other times that he gets other people involved, man, with those like what we call secondary assists and, and things like that, or hustling for loose balls and saving a possession, which leads to a bucket, like stuff that just doesn't show up in the box score. The difference between tonight and Wednesday, though, was offensively four of five, and especially in the first half, he was, he was crazy. Getting to the rim, um... Basically, at will. I think maybe all four of these shots, maybe at least three of them were at the rim tonight. Like, he was flying all over the place, um, which you always love to see that from, from Jalen. And when he gets going downhill and he's able to get to the rim, I mean, you just love that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Markel, we do need to talk about Markel. I'm a little concerned, guys. I'm concerned about Markel. Eight points, six assists, really great. What we saw from him, for the most part. Four of eight from the field. I'm concerned he's not healthy. He went down, third quarter was it? Um, well, it looked like he was holding, I think it was his left wrist. We didn't see him again in the game, in the in the fourth quarter. Was it Coach Mosley riding the hot hand and keeping Cole in? Maybe. Although I'd argue Cole wasn't necessarily a hot hand in the second half. He was the hot hand in the first half, not in the second half. But Markel does not re-enter the game in the fourth quarter. Not great, guys. I imagine Coach Mosley... Is already, you know, doing his post game presser right now, which obviously I'm not watching. If not, he's um if not, he uh he will be doing that shortly. I'm very curious if he shares any information about Markel. That's concerning. We'll keep an eye on that though. But man, MVP of the bench tonight, I thought it was Mo Wagner. Cole was fantastic in that second quarter, but overall through the whole night, look at Mo, eight of eight from the field. I didn't realize he didn't miss. Eight of eight from the field. Wow. Love to see that. But this was huge tonight, guys. Mo Wagner, nine boards. Very, very strong rebounding performance for Mo Wagner. Near double-double off the bench in just 21 minutes, 17 and nine. He was fantastic. And and Coach Mosley rode the hot hand there, which I thought was a good move until I, I thought he maybe held them, well, maybe not them, because obviously Cole, I think, was in for an injured Markel, held um, Mo in for just a little bit too long. 
I, I would have loved to see Wendell come in for the last three, maybe four minutes of this game. Instead, Wendell comes in with the last 90 seconds of the game. Obviously, didn't matter. But I, I, Mo was just terrific tonight. <laughs> Omar says Mo is the better Wagner. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but as far as the rest of the bench goes, guys, I'm going to skip Jonathan Isaac for a second. We're going to talk about him. Joe Ingle still searching for his first Orlando Magic regular season points. <laughs> Over one from the field, scoreless. Very quiet night for Joe Ingles. Uh, and then Gary Harris, uh, one of three from the field. Oh, that was that, that, was that banked-in three-pointer. Uh, banked in three for Gary Harris. Always entertaining. But yeah, Jonathan Isaac, guys. Played great on Wednesday. 14 minutes. Brought the house down at Amway. Comes in tonight and plays less than eight minutes. I don't know, guys. That's... Us Magic fans are like, come on, just let him let him loose. I would have loved to see Jonathan Isaac come in in the second half. But for whatever reason, plays less than eight minutes. Are, are they just being super cautious with him? Maybe. I just hope this isn't a thing that lasts all 82 games. I don't think it will be. But man, we'll see. Something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. So that's your box score, guys. Let's talk about the second half of this game. So the Magic, uh, the third quarter, once again, a tough spot for the Magic. First of all, there's 142 of you in here now. You guys are nuts. What are you guys doing? It's almost 1 a.m. Eastern. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Appreciate you guys being here. It's just further proof that the Magic fan community is feeling it. We're feeling it right now. We know, we know what's ahead. We know. We see it with this team. Please hit a like button, guys. Hit that like button. If, if you see this team, if you see what's on the horizon this season, obviously you do. You wouldn't be sitting here at almost 1 a.m. Eastern time, 140 of you here in the chat. Hit that like button if you know what's coming because I think if you're here, you're, you're, you're a real one and you know. Really quick, guys. I don't want to take, take too much time tonight. It's a late one. I know a lot of you guys are needing to get to bed. Let's talk about the second half really fast. The third quarter, once again, Achilles heel for this team. It happened a lot last season. Happened on Wednesday night as well. Wednesday night is when Houston took that run, made that run, got it down to one. Except it was a little bit different. On Wednesday night, Houston made the run the first half of the third quarter. And the second half of the third quarter, the Magic went on a crazy run. That was that Jonathan Isaac sequence to push the lead back to, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was. Double digits for sure. Tonight was different. Um, tonight, the first half of the third quarter was strong for the Magic. But man, the second half of that third quarter was a disaster. Went ice cold, could not score. And honestly, it's not like the Blazers went on score on a crazy scoring run either. It's just neither team scored particularly well, but the Blazers just did a little bit better job. Like the Magic got some stops, but couldn't capitalize. Which that continued in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter happened as well. Like the Magic were getting stops but could not score for large stretches of this game. And then Franz Wagner comes in for his stretch in the closing minutes. A mixed bag we talked about earlier. Some chucking there from Franz, but he did knock down a big three. Um, and then Mo Wagner, a couple of huge plays down the stretch. Huge buckets, um, including that uh, that tap into you know, to kind of what felt almost like icing on the cake. And then obviously... 
Portland makes it interesting in the last few minutes, but uh, but nothing too crazy. It did get dicey, but you know we weren't exactly sweating in the end because um, it was really a two possession game all the way. Matt says exactly what we were talking about earlier. Hard to beat any team in the home opener. Any team, it's hard to beat. I mean, if you were there on Wednesday, you felt the energy. You know what that's like. That happens in uh, the twenty nine other buildings. You know, maybe not exactly to that level, but you know, Portland, like we said earlier, uh, not just the home opener, but debut for Scoot, beginning of the the post Dame era. A um, couple other things I want to do, um, which we'll do this every night. I try to do this on Wednesday, but NBA.com was giving me a hard time. Actually, before we do this, I do want to look at this. Five lead changes, five ties. Um, biggest lead, 13 points for the Magic was the biggest lead. Um, I do want to look at the the rebounds. We're going to do that in a second. Okay, so yeah, 14 turnovers for the Magic. Identical. I believe they have 14 on Wednesday as well, which is interesting. 13 fast break points, 50 points in the paint, holding them to 38 points in the paint. I think we held Houston to 34 or something like that, so about the same same range. You win every quarter except for that third quarter again. So a lot of good stuff here, guys. Like, again, not a perfect night, but a lot of good stuff. Um, I did want to look at what we talked about rebounding. Yeah, 45 to 47. Okay, so Portland out-rebounds you. That's interesting. That's interesting. I obviously knew they did better than Houston. Houston was awful on the glass on on Wednesday. Embarrassing rebounding performance from them. All right, guys, this is what I want to do um, uh, in every single one of these. Like I was saying, I tried to do this on Wednesday, but NBA.com was was not great, not kind to us. We're going to go around the league, especially the Eastern Conference, really, and look at some of the scores and look at the standings. Obviously, it's early. We know the Magic are 2-0. We're going to look at that in a second, but as the season goes on, it'll be very interesting to do this after each and every game and see how every night matters. I think every night's going to matter for this team, guys. We've talked about where we think they could land in the standings anywhere from that 6 to 10 range. <laughs> right now, they're number one. I'll show you that in a second, but you know, as the season goes on, we think that 6 to 10 range, but I think it's going to be really competitive all season long, and so every night matters. And so let's take a look at some of these scores, especially in the Eastern Conference. The Pistons get their first win tonight, 111 to 99 over Charlotte. Then um, we come down here. This is a big one right here for me. Knicks beat the Hawks in Atlanta, 126 to 120. My hot take going into the season is that Atlanta would miss the playoffs. I think it's a really hot take. I think it, it there would be a lot that has to happen for that to happen, if that makes sense. But they start 0 and 2. Could be big for the Magic. Could be big in the division as well. Speaking of the division, the Heat lose tonight, 119-111. to 111. Thanks to the Boston Celtics. Love to see that. And this one was interesting, too. The Cavs lose at home to the Thunder. The Cavs had, I think I said, a 10-point lead with two and a half minutes left. The Thunder came down and hit four straight threes. Ended up winning this game. This game right here, Bulls-Raptors was nuts. I had this game on during the first quarter of the Magic game. Bulls had no reason winning this game. The Raptors gifted it to them. Caruso hits the game winner in overtime. Uh, but they win, so both of those teams are 1-1. One one. Again, every night matters. And these are teams that we expect the Magic to be um, to be hanging out with. And that's all the... Oh, no, sorry. The Nets right here. Nets are 0-2. They lost to the Mavericks, 125-120. to Huge for the Magic, guys. That's big time. All of these teams that are in contention, you already have two games ahead of some of these teams. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Can we just can we just look at this? Look at this right here. Can we can we uh stop the count? Your Orlando Magic 2 and 0, top of the Eastern Conference. Look at this point differential, 17 and a half. 
Is that is that tops? It is tops for every team that's two and zero. Obviously, right here we have the Pacers are one and zero, but of the two and zero teams, the Orlando Magic, the highest differential in the league. But here's something you guys got to look at. First off, I'm going to show you the division. Two and zero in the division, but look at this, guys. I'm going to come to look at the league. Look at this. 91.5 opponent points per game. Can you guys like just look at that? I know it's early, and arguably you played the two worst teams in the Western Conference, potentially. Potentially. But there's still two NBA teams. And the fact that you held two NBA teams to under 100 to start the season, and the average is 91.5, that's really impressive, guys. It's a recipe for success as well, which you love to see. Um, the thing is, though, as we wrap this up here tonight, looking ahead, as we always do, the first real test comes on Monday. Okay? Lakers are 1-1. One one. We're really close to being 2-0. They won uh, last night. Could have won on Tuesday in Denver. It was a close game. That's a good basketball team. The first good basketball team you you will have played this season. Can you hold the LA Lakers to under 100? Oof, that would be surprising. But if you do, it's about to get a little... Let me just say, our postgame live on Monday, if we win... <laughs> guys, if we beat the Lakers in LA on Monday, I'm going to be unhinged on here. It's about to get wild. It's going to be crazy. Uh, chat, let's get your thoughts one last time here tonight about this result. Uh, tell me what you think about the, the L.A. back-to-back. -back. Let's talk about that. I want to see what you guys think in the chat. So Monday, Tuesday, we go to L.A., do the Lakers-Clippers double. I want to hear what you guys think. What do you think we can do? You think we can go 2-0, 1-1, 0-2? you guys think? Um, Andy L., you're exactly right, man. Don't, he says, don't box score watch. Powell impacted the game in several ways. That's what I said. Yeah, you, when... <laughs> The thing is, the scoring is a concern, but as I mentioned, he did everything else really well tonight. He rebounded well. He played good defense, got other people involved. However, the thing that makes Paolo Paolo is scoring, right? His ability to get the free throw line, obviously, did that really well tonight. Nine uh, free throw attempts for him. Obviously, he wanted to hit more than four of those. But while you are definitely right to some level, at the other end of this, you do have to keep in mind like what we expect Paolo to be. And we do expect him to score the ball better than he has. Not necessarily more. Like on nights like tonight when other guys are scoring, just like on Wednesday, it's not like he needs to go out there and score 30, but he needs to be more efficient. Efficiency is what we're looking for. All right, let's take a look. Um, uh, let's see. Brian will be at that game. Fantastic, Brian. Make yourself heard. You guys see that? His last name's Heard. Okay. Uh, make yourself heard at uh, in L.A. on Monday. That is awesome, man. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Nathan says, we'll split it. We see one and ones. Lots of one and ones here. Um, Ty says, I hate the Lakers. Oops. I hate the Lakers, but we need to win for my continued happiness. That would be, like I said, if we go 3-0. and poof. Oh, man. Another guy overseas. Let's go, Magic. Checking in from the U.K. Appreciate all you guys do. I appreciate you. Thank you. For being a Magic fan and for tuning tuning into the Six Man Show post game live.
Greedy Jawa says, Clippers have no depth. Depth. We probably take that one. They've got they've got some decent pieces for that second unit, but I would say maybe maybe top to bottom, our second unit might be a little stronger. Captain Turk, ugh, man, this is a good point. If we have Markel, we can win. Yeah, going back to that Markel potential injury. Oof. If you don't have Markel, those are, that's, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Nick says, any word on faults? I have not heard, but obviously I have not been able to watch the post-game press conference. Obviously been doing this as soon as the game is done. So um, if you guys have seen anything, let me know. Robert, with the honesty, I appreciate it. I'm expecting to go 0-2, but we may beat the Lakers. You're right. This this road trip is brutal. If you can go 2-2 two two on this trip with wins Portland, Utah, you, you have to be okay with that. Anything better than 2-2 two two would be just a thrill. Um, uh, let's see. Ty says, let's hope Leonard's on load management. That would be great. That would be great. But yeah, it's going to be interesting, guys. Um, oh yeah, last thought here. Didalo says, Markel out would be bad, but at least we'd see some Anthony Black. That would be interesting. That would be interesting seeing Anthony Black make a debut in LA. That'd be crazy. I assume this is Jonathan. Our guy Jonathan from the Six Man Show says, I don't think Mosley was asked about Markel in the post game. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. But yeah, guys, that's kind of the look ahead to Monday and Tuesday. Uh, late night back-to-back coming up um, on those nights. So obviously looking forward to being with you then. Like I said, guys, if we go 3-0, and if we beat the Lakers in L.A., I'm going to be unhinged here in the Six Man Show postgame live. I'm just saying. It's going to be crazy. But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Another fun night. Your Orlando Magic are 2-0. 2-0. You can't ask for a better start than that. Uh, that's it for us for the weekend. We'll be back with a brand new episode of the Six Man Show on Monday. Jonathan and Luke will recap this one and look ahead to the week that is ahead. But until then, guys, we'll see you then, and let's go Magic. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.